Hey mama, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mama's Mission. We're in for a treat today because I get to interview Shannon all the way from snowy Canada and in today's episode she's sharing her heart for reading the Bible. I can so relate to what she has spoken about because I was a Christian for quite some years and to be perfectly honest didn't open my Bible a whole lot and she is the same and then all of a sudden things changed for her and she discovered a real passion and a real love for reading the word and I hope that today's episode gives you a little insight into how amazing God's word is and how we can use it in our everyday life. I hope you enjoy. Hey there, you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Hi everyone, welcome to Mama's Mission. Today I am super excited because I get to interview Shannon. I was scrolling through Instagram and had a subject in mind and I think she could teach us a thing or two and I'm super excited to hear what she has to say. So I guess... Welcome, Shannon, to the podcast. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. (laughs) Um, Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, my name is Shannon Leibold, and I live in Ontario, Canada. So right now it's pretty snowy here and pretty cold, and it's about February where I start to get tired of the snow and, and wish the summer weather, warmer weather would come. Um, My husband, Chris, and I have been married for 19 years, and I'm embarrassed to say that I had to do the math when I was preparing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just to remember, when you get in the upper teens, it's kind of just all blends together, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) uh, We have two teenage kids, so our son, Mason, is 16, and our daughter, Jaden, is 14, so we are in the thick of parenting teens, and it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us on our knees and uh, they're, they're a joy. They are. Um, but it, it certainly does um, keep us guessing <laughs> as we interact with them. I work full time at a, a local Christian elementary school. So I am, um, although I don't teach there, I'm in the office, I'm an administrator, but it's such a blessing to be a part of um, a ministry whose heart is discipling kids. That's our passion. That's our mission. And that's what we do day to day is just uh, disciple kids. And so it's a really wonderful place to be. Uh, But my greatest passion, my, my heartbeat is the word of God. I just love God's word. I love studying the word. I love teaching the word. I love developing curriculum, uh, Bible study curriculum, and just leading women, um, to find freedom in the word of God. It is such a joy and a blessing. That is so awesome. How did you realize the power of reading the word? Like we know that it's important, but how did you come to that realization? 
Yeah, I for me, it was about um, 17 years ago when my love for God's word started. I was pregnant with my first child, with my son, and I had a difficult pregnancy. I ended up um, going into preterm labor quite early, and I was hospitalized for seven weeks. And so now this will show my age. Uh, This is before cell phones, and (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a TV in my hospital room. And so I picked up my dusty Bible, and I began to read. And it was there that God just began to birth in me a love for his word. You know, I had been a Christian for years, but I, I hadn't been into the word daily. And so that's when it started. And uh, then when I was pregnant with my daughter, two years later, I was on bed rest again for most of my pregnancy. And I started writing Bible study curriculum. And I, it was the Holy Spirit just um, drawing me into his word and, and giving me a love for it. I am, I'm just absolutely amazed at the depth of God's word. And I think that we could spend a lifetime mining the treasure there and never come to the end of it. It's um, just how the Old Testament connects to the New Testament with stunning accuracy. And the whole thing, it points to Jesus. And so um, I, I really believe the word is a living word that it speaks to us every day, that it speaks straight into, you know, our situations and our circumstances. And um, it's, it's God speaking to us. And so, um, yeah, my love for his word has just grown over the years. That is so cool. When you first um, got in the word with, you said with your son and you had a couple of years before you got pregnant the second time, were you in the word continuously uh, in that time? Like with a newborn, that could be quite a tricky stage. It certainly was. That I, I mean, I have to go back in my memory bank to remember that. But yes, um, I believe I was. Like it, I just started to to get into God's word. What was significant at that time too was an older lady in our church invited me to be a part of her small group, and I sat with uh, five older ladies. They had teenage kids at that time, and I had a newborn, and their love for God's word inspired me, and it just motivated me to get into his word even more, but you know what? It it was hard with a newborn. Certainly, you know, you're exhausted, and there's time constraints, um, but I think God honors the time that we give him as we make it a priority when we can. Yeah, I completely agree. That is so awesome. What does your time in the word look like on a day-to-day basis now? Mm. So now with older kids, I certainly have more flexibility. <laughs> time. Um, and I'm a morning person. So I like to get up super early. 5.30 a.m. is when my alarm goes off. And um, I don't do it perfectly every morning, but I strive to pick up my Bible before I pick up my phone you know, before the world, because once you pick up your phone, I mean, you can just fall into rabbit holes. So um, I get into the word first thing in the morning. Right now, I'm doing a chronological Bible reading plan with the Bible recap by Tara Lee Cobble. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, just going through the reading through the Bible chronologically, I take notes as I read. And I mark up the text. I, I really believe because it's a living word, we need to interact with it. And so I am, 
I am jotting down notes in my Bible. I am writing um, things I discover about the character and the ways of God. Cause I think, you know, it's a book about him, right? It's not a book about yeah. us. And so I, I want to capture everything I learned about him. So I'm writing those things down. Um, I'm asking questions. I think, I think curiosity is such a valuable um, attribute to have when we're reading the word of God, you know, try to imagine the scene, try to um, think about what it would have been like to have been there and, and ask questions both about, you know, gaps that we find in the text as well as gaps in our understanding, you know, things we just don't understand. And so as we, as we begin to ask questions, then, then um, I think it, it just infuses um, our time in the word with, with, with meaning, and we can seek to answer those questions too. So I write those down. Um, so yeah, it's very interactive. It's the Lord speaking to me. It's me speaking back to the Lord. I also, you know, I, I read a devotional on occasion. Um, right now I'm going through the book Prevail by Susie Larson. And then I usually, um, take time on the treadmill to pray and I'm praying out loud and I'm walking fast on the treadmill. And so that's kind of my morning routine of in the word first and then prayer. And as I'm moving my body, I love that. Do you have a special, like a specific translation that you find tickles your fancy or do you just, or do you use a variety? Like sometimes in my Bible, I like to use one, but then I really like to compare it to the message as well, just to see. So do you do something like that? I do. I read and study most often in the ESV. Yeah. But and when I want just a more reader friendly, um, I'll often go to the NLT, the New Living Translation, or yeah. the CSB, um, just to get a little bit different perspective. But that's another great Bible study method is to compare translations. And and so yeah, I love to do that too. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually had the same thing this morning, like as I was reading. And I can't remember which part of the Bible I was reading because I'm doing a read the Bible in a year plan. So you're reading like four different chapters from different books. Um, but it was, I think it was in First Corinthians and it was talking about women covering the hair, head when they're praying and, and having longer hair. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, okay, well, where do, where do I sit with this? Like, why is that different now? Why is that okay now? And so, yeah, I think it's, I completely agree with you to have questions, but when you have a question, is that something that you'd follow up just by Google research or do you talk to your pastor or how, how do you go about that? Yeah, so I do a variety of things. I um, Commentaries, I love reading commentaries um, using blueletterbible.org. And um, some of the, the commentaries on there are great resources. So I do that. Um, I have been known to email my pastor and ask <laughs> a question or two for sure. Um, and even just in conversations with friends, um, we do a Bible study together once a week, some of the staff at our school. And so we just read a chapter of scripture together. We're in first Samuel right now and we talk about it and we you know, ask each other questions there and, and wrestle through the text. So yeah, a variety of, of different ways. And I think, I think it's okay too, if some of our questions remain unanswered for a I while. Agree. <laughs> if we could answer everything, then God wouldn't be God. Yeah. And, 
And so um, it may take time to wrestle through a question. And, and we may come to a point where we're, you know, God, I don't understand this, but I trust that you're sovereign. I trust that you're good. And I, I'm just going to believe what your word says, even though I don't understand it. Yeah, I completely agree. He is a God of mystery. I think he likes to keep it that way at times. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. <laughs> it does. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um, it might be, it, it's going to be different now because your kids are teenagers and obviously they can read themselves. But during this time, like as you're raising your kids, how did you include them in reading the word? Was that something that you did separately, like independently by yourself or how did did you feel um a prompting to get them involved as well so how did you go about that as they were growing up yeah so um when they were little certainly it was me reading to them um and and taking advantage of of teachable moments I remember you know, we, we'd be driving in the van and we'd be memorizing scripture together and just saying it out loud together. So um, things like that, uh, activities that you can do kind of on the go as, you, as you're going. Um, but it's interesting because I, I have a lot of regret now over what I didn't do when my kids were little. And the Lord was so faithful to remind me, even um, this was a few months ago, that I actually did disciple them. I, I, he just brought to memory some things that we had done um, in the word together. And, and I think the enemy likes to, to fill us with regret over yeah. what, what we could have done better. And I mean, we can always do better. Um, but I think now as they're teenagers and in the last few years, you know, of course I've been encouraging them to read the Bible independently, which they do. And it's just a blessing to see that transition, you know, them, instead of it being directed by me, it's, it's encouraged by me now, but it's, it's directed by them. And so they read scripture, they take notes, they take notes um, during the sermon at at church on Sundays. We often talk about it as a family uh, Sunday afternoon or at lunch. Um, One of the things we do now, I call it brunch and Bible. So either Saturday morning or Sunday morning on the weekend, depending on my kids' work schedules, um, we have brunch together. And I make a big a big brunch, lots of, of food, because with teenagers, food is key. Food is <laughs> really key. So you have lots of yummy food, homemade waffles and everything. And then um, we read through a chapter of scripture together and talk about it. So it's not anything that's um, super in-depth. It's not you know, I don't prepare a lesson or anything, but we just read the Bible and we talk about it together and it raises, you know, they raise questions and we have discussions. It's a really great time together. So yes, they are doing it independently, but then we're trying to do it together uh, once a week as well. I really love that. I love that brunch and Bible. Like I think even some adults, like not with children could totally get on board with that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, what role do you think the word plays in discipling our kids? Well, t- to be a disciple of Christ means to be a learner, right? That's what the word disciple means. And the greatest revelation of who Jesus is, is in the word of God. I mean, we can, 
we can enjoy creation and we can see who God is through his creation. That's general revelation, but specific revelation in the word of God is, is the most um, clear revelation of who Christ is. And so the word is essential. It just is. It's if, if we're going to disciple our kids, we have to disciple them in the word because the world is discipling our kids, you know, every social media and, and entertainment and, you know, every place our kids are in, in society, they're being discipled. And so we want to be very intentional about discipling uh, them in the word. Um, and, you know, I think um, other organizations and other people have a role to play in discipling our kids as well. We as parents certainly have the primary responsibility and, you know, we're the ones who are responsible for the discipleship of our kids as we disciple them in the word. But, you know, there's, there's other people, and this is especially true for teenagers, you know, as your kids grow um, into teenagers, it's, it's a really good thing to have other adults speak into their lives and other, you know, organizations and things. So for my kids, um, when they were growing up, they went to Awana. And it was a, you know, it was a Bible club that's heavy on scripture memorization. And so I'm grateful for Awana discipling my kids. They went to, you know, summer Bible camp as campers and now they're counselors. And so that has a whole discipleship program. Um, Christian school, my kids went to Christian school in elementary school and now in high school as well. And the school, you know, is foundational in forming that biblical worldview in my kids. Um, my daughter has a mentor that she spends time with who's, you know, pointing her to Jesus through, you know, everything she's going through as a teen. So I'm just so aware that we can't as parents be the only ones speaking into our kids' lives, the only ones discipling them. We are, yes, first and foremost, primarily responsible, but it takes a village, right? It takes yeah. a a community to disciple kids. And, you know, especially now as teens, parents don't know anything, right? That's just <laughs> parents. And so to have other adults who they love speak into their lives is, is just so formative. That is so true. And it's hard. I, I think it would be quite challenging to, how do you, how do you say it? Like orchestrate that from when they're younger, finding those people who you trust to speak into your children's life. Is that just, is it typically family friends or, you know, friends from church, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's been friends, family friends and teachers um, that they've had that have walked alongside them right now with my daughter who has a mentor. Um, I, I just prayed about it. I prayed about it for months that, that she would have someone who she looked up to and respected and, you know, could have fun with that could really speak into her life. And through a series of, of, you know, circumstances, this woman just asked if she could approach me and asked if she could mentor my daughter. And it was the Lord, right? It's just the Lord. And so I would suggest pray, start praying now that your kids, you know, when they're young, start praying that they would have someone that could walk alongside them, especially during the teen years, because it's so, so important. Yeah. We're actually going through that at the moment. Our daughter's only six, but just not even a mentor, but just friendships and teaching yeah. her what a good friend is and, you know, 
what behavior is acceptable and whatnot. And it's just really opened my eyes to the importance of the friends that our, our children have and how the impact that they can have. So absolutely same kind of thing, you know, getting a mentor on site. And that's something I, I pray for her potential spouse because that's important. Yes. And I want to pray yes. for her friendships, but that's really another thing as well to pray for godly influence of people Absolutely. around you. Yeah. Yeah. So important. And the Lord just, he brings that into their lives at the right time. Yeah. I completely agree. That. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. I have so appreciated our chat about reading the word and getting in it. Like I'm totally on board with you for so many years walking with the Lord, not opening the Bible a heck of a lot, um, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. And then <laughs> I don't I don't know what it was, but God just revealed to me the beauty and the magic that's in his word and how powerful it is. And now I'm much the same as you. I don't wake up at 5.30, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely love that morning time getting in my word and it just feels wrong if I haven't started the day in that way. It's such a, such a great habit to have. It is. Yeah. Sure. Um, are you able to tell the listeners where they can find out any more about you? Sure. Uh, you can visit my website. It's shannonleibold.ca or I'm on Instagram and Facebook at uh, scripture and story. Scripture and story. That was Instagram? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll include all of those links in the description. Thank all you. Right. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. And I hope that the cold is bearable for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been lovely to chat with you. Nice. <laughs> you too. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.